Good morning and salutations, students. I am your waking, fresh, and alive Ricky. Wake and shake. Wake and shake, baby. My name is... What's it this? What's Irv it? Chan. Ir- what was that? Repeat? Irv Chan. Irv Chan. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, we're recording this pretty early in the morning, actually. Just one of the few times, rare cases, we hit the lab early. I mean, we're always here. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of sleep on the floor because I don't have a bed in this space. We're, yeah, trying, to yeah. get, we're trying to get that worked out. Ethan ensures me that it, it will be worked out, but, you know, I haven't seen that follow through. <laughs> you know, it's just the uh, Ikea is so far away. <laughs> <laughs> the Ikea is just forever, forever over there. But, uh, yeah, after this, right after this, I'm going to a bachelor party. And I was talking with a friend about, um, you know, the difference between bachelor and bachelorette parties. And I'm very thankful I don't have to do a bachelorette party. Sounds like so much like work, regalia. Yeah, work, pomp, circumstance, and like it, everything needs to go Where according. Where this bitch? Yeah, yeah. Where did Becky go? Did she like just run off into the street? Oh my God. And just, I only, I say that facetiously. And I can't say all of them are like that, but my sister's getting married soon and she just had hers. Very much that. Very controlled, very planned out. But yeah. this one is like, hey, do you want to? come to a cabin for like four days and just kind of hang out maybe have a couple just drinks kind of vibe just kind of vibe we have a boat i'm like you are a man after my own heart yeah. like that's the best <laughs> you're speaking my language have you planned so. have you planned a bachelor party before i've you planned were, one yeah. yeah i've planned one too and i feel like to montreal uh mine was <laughs> not that fo- oh that's right yeah, yeah yeah well that like do you feel like that was overly planned kind of scheduled or did you just kind of like coordinate everything to get there and just had a more of a fr- like well, an ad hoc the way i schedule <clears throat> oh god you put the feet students. up for this one <laughs> no i mean generally i just look for like a few things that we for sure want to do okay and maybe one or two restaurants you for sure want to go to right that's the way to play it pillars yeah. like you know linchpins exactly. and then kind of fill the middle and that's where the fun stuff happens right exactly. the stuff in the middle just like the random shit where you're just like Hey, there's a VR lounge. Just go in there and chill. Yeah, we got time, and I planned it that way yeah. because I'm a scheduling beast. Speaking of beasts, oh, <laughs> you like nice. that? You like that? You won't like this though. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. We are <laughs> we are talking about a second season to a weirdly widely acclaimed show on Netflix, and I think this one's going to be a little spicy because it's one of those times Ethan and I think wildly differ on our takeaways from this show but you know i i'm i'm not saying it's a masterpiece by any right i want to say it up top because i'm gonna i'm gonna say a lot of nice things about this show but it's not a masterpiece so in other words it's gonna be like a less (laughs) i guess heated version of our uh Mahoko Tenshe or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will uh, die on that hill. I will <laughs> yeah. die on that hill, and I will fight you to the death <laughs> upon that mound. All right. But, Ethan, I'm going to make you say it. What are we talking about today? We watched Beastars Season 2. Yes, sir. The I want to say Mappa did this one? I think Mappa's the one in charge of this. I didn't even look. It was that bad. Okay. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the fucking elephant in the room out of the way. Yeah, so I just want to start by saying... I don't know if this was always the case, but this time it was like even more off-putting to me that they were all animals. Really? It was like double cringe to me. Interesting. Like my skin was crawling literally the whole time. I felt less abraced by the the use of animal characters, and I've been kind of spouting my thoughts in the Discord, which you can join for $1 and up on patreon.com slash ecology, by the way. And I, I think overall, when I... When we talked about season one, the one thing we had kind of agreed on is you could probably tell this story just as compelling with the same beats, the same narrative flow with humans. You could probably do that. Just kind of instead of using a predatory instinct, it's more psychopathical instinct. And once flipped that way, the entire story still sticks and you have humans. Mm. I think it works. This season, I think, finally got it over the edge in many scenes that were pivotal to the story that you could not tell that in the same way with humans. I don't think that could be possible, which is what I wanted to see. That's a positive for me. Cause if you're going to do, if you're going to well, use, only cause yeah. they made a really dumb narrative point. All right. We're going to have to dive into this one. Um, 
But oh, yeah, and I will say <laughs> it went off the rails in the last quarter, which I'm not a fan of. Exactly. I'm not a fan yeah. of the ending. <sighs> I think they had a really good game going up like 75% of the way through, and it really jumped the shark in one moment, which we'll get to a little later. Um, well, it sounds like we might be on the same page about that one moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a little jarring as as a narrative to me, though. Yeah, because there's like really three parts to Lagoshi's life at one point, which is just like, yeah, that's a good point. I thought not very interesting, and I think like the overall mystery was not that interesting to me either. Yeah, because we find I, out the answer like so, like close into it, like the first three episodes, we basically know who did it. Okay, and yes, and I, I'll admit. If you're not caught up yet, there will be spoilers for season one and this season. So I, I think I think this is kind of a little bit required reading for the students because this show is just so widely accepted. I think more acclaimed than I think it necessarily deserves. But I think you need to watch it to figure out why and see if you're part of that group. I, I, I don't know. Um, but in season one, it kind of kicks off with the death murder of a alpaca i believe named tem the devouring the devouring is what they're calling it and that mystery kind of went by the wayside in season one which is fine they're trying to get you know their feet in the world but this season they handled it the red like the conclusion of that mystery a little haphazardly because we do find out who but and i'll admit in the Discord, I said, I didn't see it coming. And then Ethan's like, but what about that one scene in episode 16? I'm like, what? And I went back and watched. I'm like, wow, that's fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> that's on me. I totally missed that part. Yeah, um, I, I actually would have found it more interesting if it was like, we wait till the last episode to find out who did it. There wasn't like this. I think they tried to do too much and they're way too like up their own asses about what they are like, there's a clear, in my opinion, undertone to this show that honestly has nothing to do with animals, but it's just, like, so up its own ass. It's, like, about, you know, be- being what society wants you to be versus, like, fighting your own real nature, right? Yeah, which, but, okay, that's a really good way to frame it, that it felt very human in that way, and then the animals weren't really necessary, but I will counter that with those reactions logic reasoning of the characters that are animals meow were very very <laughs> just meow at me yeah. were very human in response to an animalistic nexus point the moment of that conflict and there's many examples in this season where they basically in a thing happens because of the animals the way they are but the outcome reactions of everybody around them and the steps taken and decisions made are very human which is why I think this show does work. It's a flip on what I think, like, don't give me human conflicts and then the animals work it out like animals because we're animals. No, if you're going to give me animalistic humans, give me animal events, animalistic events, and then kind of this human resonance from the reaction of that. And I think I saw that a lot in this season. There's a number of examples. We can go more specific when we get into Spoiler City. But um, I don't know. I had a better time of this season than season one. I'll admit, wasn't perfect, but I, I I don't know. I think there was there was this other like undertone, like it almost felt like they were trying to do boy love and like uh regular kind of like a romance anime. Oh yeah, 100%. like on top. Yeah, like there was way too much like <laughs> guys hanging out, just, and then the one guy just walks up and just like puts his hand on the other one's chest and is like. <laughs> Do you yeah. want to eat me, Wink? It's like, what is this? Yeah, I'm curious if, like, they're trying to go for... Because you're right, I noticed that. Is, <laughs> is like five different characters were doing it. Is being eaten a weird surrogate for intimacy in this uh, world? I get, it's gotta be. Right, because they have mostly kind of pushed a lot of the sexual stuff to the wayside. There's moments, I'll admit, but they mostly push that theme to the wayside, and kind of introduced that the uh the devouring or taking in of like another animal's flesh is the intimacy yeah. that these animals are kind of allowed not allowed to experience actually explicitly not allowed to experience 
But I, I like the mode of the execution was weird. I'll say they're trying to play on the animal thing, which makes sense to me. But they really fumbled that weird thing because you're right. It came off kind of it was like weird. creepy <laughs> a little uh, to me. It was mad creepy. But like. Think about it. If it was humans, it'd be the guy coming up to him to a serial killer and be like, do you want to kill me? Like five different dudes in one. Like, it's OK. I accept you for a murderous freak. You, you know, can murder me. It's fine. It's like uh, the show I watched a little bit and then it was so bad. I had to stop Devil's Line. Devil. I never heard of it. Basically, the main character is like. This random chick. OK. And there's this vampire who's like half vampire, half not. And so sure. he, he's of course on the police force trying to stop other vampires from running wild and eating yeah. a bunch of people and yeah. uh he ends up saving this girl's life and then she's like <laughs> i embrace you as a vampire bite me and all this shit and he's like no if i bite you i'll like lose my shit is it anime yeah so it's twilight it's basically well yeah it's 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 semi sinus it's twilight ghoul i kind of fair yeah. I, Twilight Cool. I openly admit that me and my girlfriend kind of watched all Twilight back to back. So I've never read the books or watched the movies because now it's on Netflix. It's kind of be part of the zeitgeist of recent memory. They're bad. They're absolute trash, oh, yeah, garbage yeah, yeah. stories. But and it left a lingering bad taste of vampires in my mouth. Um, That's but, interesting. Yeah, it's I it's, probably watched Twilight one a lot of times. Yeah, just like. Because I didn't have a choice, I was stuck in the room. But I had a really good time clowning on it. Yeah. Like it, that's a move. Those movies are kind of a direct correlation between people in the room and your enjoyment. Say it yeah. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, I'm not. I'm gonna sparkle. Oh, yeah, you're <sighs> a sparkly little bitch. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, B stars. Um. <laughs> so I mean, it's like to be honest, I really do think it is sort of like the same kind of idea as twilight yeah like, <laughs> like vampiric like yeah well like that but very like young girl focused show like i don't i don't understand like there's just it, there's like really hardly any action and it's like for five seconds and then it's like well this is boring that action uh, and again uh, i'll i'll say it up top because i said in season one the CGI in this show is truly a masterclass and should be a standard. If anyone wants to use CGI in any capacity, they should look to this show. If not that show and you're going to do kind of the semi-ufotable thing, Demon Slayer, obviously. But if you're going to go full CGI, this is this is the benchmark. I don't know. It creeped me out this season. I don't know. There was just something like different to me this season than last season. Maybe it's because, you know, I already knew they were going to try to bang a bunny a thousand times. Which no one did, by the way. Haru, yeah, they did. Haru, what, Haru basically... The guy said, hey, can I come up to the garden club and slam you? And she's like, nah, I'm done with that shit. But someone tried. Uh, okay. I oh my said God. tried. Least, you want to go back to when it succeeded and you watch no, that I don't. shit? Okay, cool. But there was, trust me, there's plenty of other creepy shit in this episode or this season. Yeah. And I think... Did you remember that part where there's this monitor lizard in um Yep, yep. <laughs> in the black market? Yep. And they chop off his dong. They chop to off his transplant it on someone else's body so that he can get with his wife one last time. It was the yeah. weirdest shit I've ever freaking heard. Yeah, so like I so But I thought it would be interesting if they had been like yeah, we chop off his legs or whatever because he can grow them back or like right. a tail. Yeah. And so, they're like, nah, balls. <laughs> I'm going to defend the black market here. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird as hell. Yeah. The, the concept of the black market has been expanded in this season. Before, it really only kind of operated as a, a place, a denizen of a single vice, which was meat, right? And we only ever saw that, uh, that expounded upon in season one. Season two it makes an, the logical conclusion of a place like a black market is it is a home to vices of all kinds, which is why I am going to defend not the necessarily the visual, but the narrative implications of, the, of that strip club. The visual, not my thing. But the narrative, though, like it makes perfect sense, like a herbivore stripper in a room full of carnivores literally hitting tapping two parts of their brains their their instinctual pieces of their mind at the same time to make money is a perfect play like it's a perfect play 
and I guess there. But what's off putting to me is like that's the human instinct, right? There, anything sexual in the show is basically like a human thing. I think it. I like, would. I would argue against that because what do you mean? Like, what are animals like? Two drives in this world: eating and banging to make kids. Yeah, but they don't want to bang some other species that's going to kill their offspring. It's like a this, biological this show thing. would say otherwise. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, if you're going to take, you know, carnivore versus herbivore, you know, them, like, what I, the one thing I did actually like about this show is yeah. you go around and you find out that this school has different rooms like the moon room where yeah. wolves can go in there and just like chill and be like wolvy, you know? Didn't, didn't they show that briefly in season one? Lagoshi goes, because he's trying to just like, maybe I should be with my own kind for a little bit. And then I, he goes into that room. That's probably true. Yeah. But I, I don't think he said, I'm going to go in the moon room, you know? No, 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 you're right. You're right. And then but, there's the, the freaking sh- alpaca room or whatever. It's just like a lawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're just like chilling in the lawn. Yo, dope. Free food on the ground. Let's yeah. go, dude. <laughs> Choice. Um, but yeah, they, I, I like I like that because it makes it, it's interesting because it's as if they do recognize the differences in these species. They're giving amenities that tailor to the specific kinds of animals going to the school. So there's like this recognition almost like in this season of they are animals. We're going to go full hog narratively setting wise every aspect. We're going to go full hog that. They're animals. How do we play on the fact that they are animals rather than, oh, they're animals, they have these traits, and they're surrogates for other things you want to talk about? They actually commit to the concept of them being animals, and that's what I wanted to see. That's at least a big check for me. Um, but uh, again, I, a lot- I, I didn't look this up, but I would like to know if you know. Is it true if a herbivore eats meat, they'll like die? I can't imagine that's as accurate. I wonder, I don't know if they'll die, but I can probably accept the logic that they have some kind of deeply ingrained instinct that if there's like, they smell or see nearby carnage, they want to be away from that shit. Like they do not want to be in the presence of that, let alone eat it, right? Um, Because maybe, we'll we'll talk about that scene because we, I think we got to bring up Lewis, like, Ruiz. Ruiz. See, I'm going to get shit in the Discord for I however I pronounce it. I just want to say that to cover our bases. Cover bases? Yeah. Lewis or Ruiz? I don't but know. Anyways, Lewis. Lewis. Uh, yeah. So. Lois. <laughs> he, he had, I think, the best through line to a certain point in this, in this season. Yeah. I mean, it ends up in a complete, utter challenger disaster. But Yeah. Literally an explosion of death. So unbelievably bad. Um, where we see him in the last season at the very end, he had taken it upon himself spoilers to kill the head of a lion centric mob gang called shishigumi i think it's called yeah so shishi is apparently lion in japanese so gumi must be gang because everyone had something gumi something yeah. gumi so all right we're, we, we know japanese I don't yeah, know we're basic we're basically fluent, fluent. <laughs> arigato my dude uh, thank you for noticing arigato gozaimasu <laughs> hi so he, we left him off there and it was kind of nebulous where he was going from there. But then they took a very interesting direction, which was the first scene that I saw an example of, okay, this cannot be written as I'm seeing it with humans as well. I don't think so. Where he is basically like, eat me, daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking eat me then. And they're like, you know what? Wait a minute. You're kind of a big fucking deal at your high school, which I'm going to say it now. Is this the only fucking high school in the country? Because everyone seems to care. Seemed like it. Yeah, the B star comes from this country. They talk about it a bit, or there are other schools. Like, this prestigious school has never had a B star in the last five years. What the fuck? I thought you were supposed to be prestigious. Neither here nor there. But he is then like, all right, you're kind of a big fucking deal. Come with us. He wants to be part of their culture. He puts meat in front of the deer. Not any meat. Venison. He puts venison in front of Lewis and which is real good. It's real. I love venison. It's real good. Lean, mean, and comes from green. Actually, (laughs) um, and uh, he's met with a choice that he's like, you can. The visuals are (laughs) great. Mean, and I'm eating my team. (laughs) Yeah, right. All of the um in season one, all of the carnivorous smells that gave Lagoshi essentially animal super saiyan were red. And then in the scene, he's sitting there conflicted, 
and every instinct in his body is telling him he wants to retch and run. And that's kind of like there's a blue aura and it's mixing into purple. It's chaos. It's conflict. It's an animalistic conflict. And what I liked about this is this human response of, I want to be stronger or better in my way. But his point of reference for strength is just carnivores. Very tunnel visioned on that front. So he's like, the only way to be stronger is to be more like a carnivore. Overcomes himself and eats his own kind. Commits cannibalism. Yeah, I think that wouldn't land as humans, I don't think. Well, yeah, once they started talking about eating each other constantly, it starts to getting a little bit hard to be like, this is better as a human story. Yeah, right. Because it's not a, you know, that the romance and all that shit, slice of life garbage was better as a like human story last 100, season. A hundred percent. This yeah. season, they're all about eat me, eat me, eat me, baby. And it's like, okay, well, at that point, you can't be like, yeah, just switch them to humans. Everyone can't run around and be like, cannibal me, please. Yeah, right. Um, I, I will. I will say, people in the Discord have constantly asked me specifically because this is I, I made that to case. Eat you? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a couple people like <laughs> to eat you. Uh. Maybe some of them after <laughs> after a couple episodes ago, but the um, I was asked, do you still think it can be you like this can be told without animals? And I retracted my statement that I said before, yes to no, but I want to make it clear for stories and narrative and design choices like this to use animals. That is the bar for entry for me. It's not like, OK, now it's a masterpiece because I told a compelling story with animals that can't be told with humans. No, that's I'm kind of gatekeeping right now like don't tell me that because there's only really two reasons to use animals as a surrogate for a younger audience to soften the blows of more complex and darker themes makes sense Zootopia, good example or tell me a fucking story about animals and i think they kind of hit it here but that's the bar for entry anything less it's bad it's just not good i don't know so i mean that was the first scene that was the first scene that I think, like, okay, they did it. I think they're going to go full yeah, hard here. I, I don't know. I just was not compelled by that. I guess I'm trying to also get to the heart of why you, I guess, and it's okay if you do, just do not like the, this aesthetic of just using animals, in the, at least in this context. Well, I definitely don't like the aesthetic of the animals, um, but it also doesn't really make sense to be like, hey, deer, eat this. <laughs> other deer constantly like the first time i was like okay it's an initiation thing they're trying to figure out if he's like committed to the shishigumi sure yeah but like why do you keep making re-up his commitment every day when he's out there like making your lives better or changing your reputation yeah like, they, they if really he goes frail and starts dying it's gonna look pretty bad for the organization that's why i like the i can't remember the guy who's second in command Iku, of, uh ibuki yeah. I-B-U-K-I. Ibuki. Yeah, of the Lion Pride. And he was a cool dude. He was probably my favorite character, I would say. I'm still a Dr. Panda fan. He's yeah, my- but yeah. there was something a little bit different, at least in my opinion, about him than last season. Dr. Panda. He lost a bit of luster because I think of exposure. You know the Screen other thing time? I thought that was weird? Yeah. <laughs> you know how at the end of last season, he literally goes with him to like F up the Lion Pride? The Shishigumi. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Lagoshi shows up like season or episode three or something of this season. And he's like, Panda, I need your help. And he's like, Nope, you're on your own. I don't care about you at all. I'm like, Right. You walk into a lion pride with him. What are you talking about? Well, I think he kind of broke that down about why he didn't want to help Lagoshi because in that moment he felt compelled because he saw that Lagoshi was kind of backed into a corner but wasn't backing down from saving someone someone was literally in danger that's true to his character he wants to help and rehabilitate people get them out of harm's way but in this season he's like just because i did that doesn't mean you're not a fucking liability like yeah we did this thing i don't want you around me except he never said just because we did that well he's like you're a powder keg shishigumi is like probably not a big fan of you and if they see me hanging around you that's double trouble i don't want that i'm already in deep shit as is so like i understand i'm just saying like he did not acknowledge that they had ever like known each other at all, essentially, except for he goes, oh, I thought that was you. 
oh yeah, that's right. He's like, oh, I guess I remember you. I and mean, he's you like mean the guy who took down one of the biggest like, gangs. <laughs> yeah, the why the guy who probably took down one of the biggest gangs in your part of the black market. Yeah, you'd think you'd give him a little fucking respect. Put some attaboys on that name. Come on. Well, a little bit of that, but like also. It just seemed weird to me that he was like pretty much pretended like they had not done that last season. It I, was like basically a recalled open. I was like, yeah. This is the weirdest thing ever. When put that way, I could I could vibe with that. Yeah, it was a little bit off putting to me. Yeah. Um I mean I, I that really describes the show for me, off putting. Like everything they try to do just felt so non natural. Do you feel the 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 animalistic human hybrid of like the way they look kind of hits your uncanny valley a little bit like it's getting close to human but not quite so it's kind of like sitting in uncanny see but like i almost feel feel like it's a cgi because you think about hunter hunter all the chimera ants i didn't feel anything weird about them right Mm, interesting but like every one of these ones makes my skin freaking crawl i think it's because they try to make them like all pretty and like it's creepy to me to make an animal like, like human pretty. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, you're right. There is there is some kind of uncanny it, barrier there. It honestly there. makes me think that anyone who had to like make this was like either being forced or or the creepiest fuckers. So on yeah, Earth. They're, they're, so they're polarized. <laughs> no one's like, all right, I'll do it. It's like I hate this or. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to make Tima so freaking hot with his big freaking horns. Yes. And his sparkly eyes. (laughs) You know? Speaking uh, of weirdly pretty, can we talk about that snake real quick? Yeah, what was going on with her? So, him, I think. Well, I don't know the dub voice. He said Miss Snake Eyes. Is it Miss? Yeah. Because in the sub, I looked it up. It's the voice of Orochimaru. Which he's typecast as a snake forever, but he does a good job. Orochimaru. So when we get to the beginning of the season, it kind of opens with people apparently seeing apparitions or hearing stuff. And there's a rumor going around that there's a ghost of the school. Now, when Lagoshi kind of investigates this aspect, or I don't know how, I think Miss Snake Eyes approached him, but she or he, I don't know. Was- so this was actually, I thought, good. This what? was a good part. Really? How they approached. They should. Okay, that's cool. But so, they should have followed through. They Well, so he was just hearing essentially the basilisk and the, the school walls. Yeah, right. Yeah. And since he was a highly attuned, you know, dog, he could hear it versus all the other dogs in the room, right? Yeah. Plus, he was hearing it more often than them. So, True. like, it was, it was extra, like, uh, like uh, off-putting to him, like, hearing the scales... Uh, yeah, scrape against the wall, and he's and like, on "You guys roof. don't, you guys don't hear that like all the but time." I'm a little bit confused because they're they were literally all dogs in the room. It's like one of them has to hear this. Somebody's got to do it, right? One of the things I did like about that snake character was being the school's only security guard, but never seeing them in season one. I like the idea of a silent kind of hidden security guard that if they're doing their job right, you never know they're there at all to the point where you think it's a ghost. So. It literally says Six Eyed Ghost is his, is their nickname in uh, the manga. Gotcha. So, which actually you said ghost. I don't even know if you meant to do that, but it ended up being perfect. What? Oh no they they claimed it was a ghost, right? Maybe that's just the sub then. Yeah, the sub was like this. Is, what did they say in the dub? Said Six Eyes. <laughs> they they opened. Oh, oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Um, yeah. So. This androgynous snake security guard has a weird thing for Lagoshi, and it's like, she. there it is. She needs to basically enlist his help in finding the murderer. <laughs> she is a rattlesnake with a very long body. Very, very expansive. Thank wow. You. Wow. Cool. I don't know if I ever could have gotten there without that information. And here I thought it was a little stubby rattlesnake, but <laughs> thank a, God. Little ball of a rattlesnake. Yeah. And weirdly enough, it's massive as fuck. Yeah. You would think, like, all these animals are scaled, like, pretty properly, right? Why is this snake massive as fuck? This is so not important to the story. Because, yeah, good point, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand it. But in any case, Bas- I mean, that would probably be, like... Basilisk is probably a better phrase than yeah, rattlesnake. It really is, right? like yeah. a basilisk or, like, a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, she says, I need you to help me find the murderer, because you're, like, the bomb and have limbs, and, oh, your limbs. 
Oh, God. She was weird about his limbs. Um, She's weird in general. Yeah. Can we just say the least effective security guard ever? Yeah, right. Like, she's... It seemed like she knew who did it. Yeah, right. Like, early, early. And then it's just like, you have to find out. Right. Also... So, that's pretty dumb. I wasn't a fan of that. They did this whole freaking scene... I guess we're sort of like spoilering, so yeah, we gotta we gotta rip it off. But um, but anyway, they did this whole scene where all these people come together, this council outside of the school to talk about, you know, there hasn't been a B star in five years, and now Louis walked away or whatever. Now yeah, he's right. missing, and they're like, well, whoever finds the the killer is gonna be the new B star, and then that is like zero percent of the rest of the story is that involved. What was what's interesting to me actually now. What was the order of that? Do we see that council happen after Six Eyes approached Lagoshi? So she approached him right before it, and then they finished the conversation right after it. I think that may have been a framing thing, because I can totally see if Six Eyes were savvy to that decision, may, and she already took a liking to Lagoshi, then maybe she was like, I oh. may already know, but I want to set you up as the B-star. Oh, she likes his freaking limbs. She already. likes his arms and legs. Will too much. Yeah. But neither here nor there. But let's talk about this murderer. I mean, it was pretty obvious. After after that scene, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Just quick, though, back to, to Roku, Gogo, Snake Girl. When, okay. When she's, like, about to kill him or whatever, she's, like, yep. constricting him. And he just, like, rubs her scales. It was... I was, like, Legoshi is such a little dork. I think what they're trying to do with his character... Well, not trying, but obviously <laughs> attempting to do is he's using empathy, empathy, and, and, and it's herbal- not common for a carnivore to have empathy. There you go. Yeah, which is like okay, but it's just like he's almost too empathetic, right? Because he's such a B star. Frankly, there are moments where they talk about herbivores having a defense instinct, where and then once you know, like that, uh, that cheetah girl basically heard that and was like I don't fucking understand this that's why I actually kind of like that where they I wanted her to attack her little friend though yeah, you want to see some carnage just, well they just juxtaposed that with the toy guy or whatever his name Tao? was yeah, yeah 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 the the Black Panther Black Panther had just ripped his friend's arm off accidentally carelessly like yeah. he just wasn't thinking what which it, what was if, okay and kind of cool yeah but, what, but it did that whole scene did like Honestly, make something click in my head though. So they, uh, Lagoshi goes to that guy and he, the guy got his arm ripped off, and he's like, We're right. gonna get ant shakes when you get out of here. And I'm like, At what level of life do they consider like sentient? And I've honestly thought of that myself, just like walking around here because there is like, I'll kill bugs, no problem. But the second it gets to like frog level, I'm not out there just stomping all on all the frogs, you know? And it's like weird to me. Like, I think that's probably different for most people. Like, at what level do you consider it like a life that you can't just carelessly kill? And I think, yeah, it's it's more really subjective, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to get at with Lagoshi's character is that I will say the frogs out here want to die. <laughs> yeah, they'll like lay in the street. They just literally like, lay in the in the sidewalk and then you can put your foot like right above them and they will not move. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? I actually think I total side tangent. I have this honest to God phobia of stepping on a frog. It's terrible. I think the <laughs> idea of hearing something that big and it's just a total accident. And I think I happened once when I was younger and I'm like, oh my God, like this, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the life I took. It was just the sound of it leaving and now, it was not now cool. It is a poison dart frog. So oh. it was good for you to kill it. But... Yeah, really, really smooth my brain out real good. <laughs> um, but, wh- but I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like, at what point do you consider life sentient? And so I was thinking, you know, you saw the larvae situation. Yeah. There's just one point, Lagoshi's like turned into a complete soy boy because he doesn't eat meat. Literally and, soy. Yeah, yeah. And he decides, I need to eat some sort of protein in order to fight this big bear boy. Yep. Um, and he, Oh, we're, to- we're going in on that scene now? That particular scene where he eats the larva? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's so do it. So he eats the larva and then he like has this weird 
like L- LSD vision quest <laughs> vision quest to a, to a moth but then i'm thinking like well wait a minute that's actually could be an interesting scenario like if if we're just taking a view of the animal society but then like for some reason there's a society above that like almost like an overlord society that's all human sure because it seems like I don't know. I was just, it was conflicting with my idea of like, at what level of life do you consider like a sentient being that you don't mind killing, right? I think because it, you see, even the carnivores, they're like, they're struggling with the fact that they have to eat all these herbivores. And I, I, that is one interesting part of this, this show, I guess, yeah. season is Anteater Boy goes, grab my hand, dude, to, to uh, Black Panther guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to hurt you, you know? And he's like, well, it looks like we were both suffering, you know? And, like, that is a kind of there scene that makes it, a, like, a decent show. But then, you know, you can flick that with, but you should eat me. You should Wink. eat me. Yep. Take, <laughs> Winky face. Get get up, get up all in that venison, baby. But that that was probably the poster child scene for me about what I was talking about in the Discord was, you know, that scene was the nexus point for that happening was rooted in the true plain animalistic characteristics of both these individuals. One is just more fragile. The other one has un in relation to them, unbound strength in a moment of carelessness, just because it, it, that, that scene hit me like a truck. Cause yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And it, it put in perspective the, the very, very thin line yeah razor thin edge. yeah that you know one careless act of contact could end up something that was to the point where remember where they said with advancements in suturing technology he'll probably have his arm back again a throwaway but very subtly saying like this is so common yeah the expectation is we that there is a need for this technology to get better but like you said everything after that remorse forgiveness you know, kind of empathetic connection of we're both suffering in our own ways. That's a central theme. And I think that might be one of the things that did well. Cheetah Girl and her little sheep friend, you know, like they're shopping for clothes and like seeing each other's problems like, oh, you have wool, you can't use nylon or, oh, I have patterns so I can only wear plain clothes. Very benign, very benign, but still along the lines, like, I guess you have your own problems too. And they didn't, they didn't perceive that with each other until they kind of came together and hung out. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think the only thing that really did draw me to the season literally at all was, I guess, the it seemed like government mandated like different things per animal, right? I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. So like Big Bear Boy Riz. has to take these like psycho insane muscle, at, muscle atrophy medication. So it basically like blocks him from building muscle, but it makes him a crackhead. Yeah, right. For honey. <laughs> he's he's a honey crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh like you know, it does seem like at a certain point it almost isn't his fault that he ate the guy because he was so cracked out on honey. Well, that yeah, a little <laughs> As bit. As a result of his like insane headaches that this government makes him take. Right. And I I think what's one it's not important to the story much, but I, I think it was pretty clever of how they applied the bears love honey trope here where it's not a it's not a love. It's a requirement to, yeah. you know, for sanity and wellness in in the face of, like you said, these government mandated like you are literally too powerful. And without drugs, you would grow to a point where you'd be dangerous. So they also whoever wrote the show does not understand biology. I guess they are not. Puff it up and make going smaller like every five seconds. Oh no! Yeah, that bear got thick. Like yeah. when he stopped taking his shit, like he was big. So in like a day. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, in like a day too, right? I think maybe. I or think, like they eat protein and then instantly they're like, <laughs> yep, just <laughs> like all right, power up. I wish I worked for us. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for you. Not when I eat protein. You're not eating enough protein. I guess. I eat only protein. We've talked about this. I don't eat vegetables. I didn't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of them. But yeah, it's those moments there that I really appreciated because it's these subtle world building situations that make 
the animals in the world recognize the differences and try to form a society at large that tailors to the collective good of all, not without some kind of fucked up methods like this atrophy thing. And so on a more benign level, the, the moon room and all the specific species rooms so they can go be with their kind. It's a recognition that they're animals, right? Yeah. That, but it's not it's not animal from front to back, right? It's animals, but then these moments and these kindnesses or these requirements of society, they react in them in very human ways. Like Riz, he's like, I have to be content with this. I have to live with being considered too dangerous in my own body that, you know, I'm literally hairpin trigger away from snapping all the time. And I need honey to not do that. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. But uh, yeah, by the way, Spoilers, he murdered Tim. There it is. Yeah. The biggest fucking carnivore in the group is totally that. And it's like not even close. He's like obviously the biggest. I did not notice him at all for a season. And was he even there? Yes, he was. What was interesting too was I, I found the visual decision very good with his eyes. If you notice... He has the same type of eyes all the other herbivores have. The aardvark or the anteater, sorry. A lot of other herbivores have this just kind of dotted eyes. But then when he stops taking... you call him an aardvark? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, it's oh, whatever. What it's, is he, Arthur? Yeah, maybe. But he has those kind of d- black dot eyes. But then when he stops taking those meds, he goes, boom, just like they burst out. And he's like, he does look a little cracked out, but his eyes shift, which is very, which is very interesting that he's just kind of like, wanting to blend into the background because of his own sin, like his own, you know, I don't know, devouring a friend kind of thing. Yeah. He you wants, know, you don't want to blend in a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I noticed him immediately when he was on the screen this season, like episode one, but I had not noticed him one bit last season. Maybe I mentally retconned that. I'll have to go back and look. I do want to look at that because I genuinely do not remember him at all. He may okay. have not had a single speaking line. Maybe. But he yeah. was very present and prevalent in this season, like right. from the rip. And it's, yeah. Literally, that, I saw, I, the first time I was on, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because <laughs> he was like twice as big as Legoshi. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That, that dude's a beast. Okay. Um, yeah. And maybe if, if they kept him in season one, truly, and we'll have to go back and look, um, I think that's a brilliant play. They kind of hid him in the background. And then he only came out, but that's that's the kind of revelations I want. The things that are always there, and then you go back, you're like, oh fuck, he was just kind of chilling in the background the yeah. entire time. But if they, in fact, only had him pop up in season two, weak, weak ass shit. Like what now? Because you're suddenly here. Like why are you now suddenly here? Oh wait, we're talking about getting the bottom of a mystery. Uh, mental connection. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, because I remember like a huge dog guy from the. From that club. Uh, which From club? The like, theater club. Yeah. There was like a massive dog. I do not remember him. But then there's like two really big creatures. Okay. So Riz and this dog guy. And then there's that peacock that's unusually large. Yeah, like ridiculously like large. Like really, really big for a peacock. And a herbivore? Uh, more at 11. <laughs> we'll find out next Break, time. Breaking news. Probably a carnivore. Bet they eat bugs. Well, so they didn't seem to consider them carnivores, right? Because the anteater eats lots of ants. Curious. That's what I was saying is this oh, is an interesting world. Um, they don't yeah. consider these animals. Where do you draw the line? Yes. Is it really as objective as it seems? Right. Who's drawing these lines? Right. So, okay. Maybe that's just Ethan Big Brain World, but sorry, Earth Chant. Sir, your uh your wrinkles are showing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might as well cover up. <laughs> um But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And that 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 line drawn between carnivore and herbivore obvious the big central theme is how those are blurred there's a big scene where you know basically shaven up legoshi is found in the black 
hit me with it. I, I saw the face. It's just it, so soy. Like he's so soy. And they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, she's so handsome now because he's clean shaven. It's like, what do you mean? He Relax, looks clean Juno, at all times. You thirsty bitch. She's just fully in heat. The and I say, show. I say, bitch. This is the only show I can say that. <laughs> yeah, thirsty bitch. So. You know, there's that, that moment where they meet and it looks like he's there to have a legal meet. And uh, Lewis comes up and there's that moment where they're at the table and they have completely gone. Like you can see them at this point in both their respective journeys kind of crossing each other. Right. He's trying to behave like an herbivore. He's trying to respect life in such a way that he thinks an herbivore would and carnivore for Lewis gaining strength in the way he sees carnivores have the way I see it. They have misconstrued that which they're trying to be, right? They see car- he sees carnivores as strengths. Lagoshi sees herbivores as caring and kind and empathetic. That's not always the case. Literally, they are each other's exception to each other's rules, right? I I kind of like that that dynamic they have yeah. in the season. I don't so, know. I I kind of view it as like they should stop fighting their nature so much. You know, like I I feel like it's almost. It's we don't have a lot of time here, guys, but no, 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 it's no. almost sickening that the, this world is like constantly saying you're a carnivore, so you're a piece of shit. You're an herbivore, so you're food. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, I, that's obviously the point of this whole thing. And this is where we get to the ending, which I really wasn't the biggest fan of at all. Like, oh, it was up, awful. Yeah, up to up to I think the moment the moth vision quest happened and onward was not great, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it was bad. I, I was hoping to see in my Shonen Trash brain, Lagoshi eats the larva, no vision quest, but he's like, wait, this is a really good surrogate. Like, yeah, this could plows larva. Just plows larva, and he just gets super beefy, and it's just yep. like, I'm not eating something I consider sentient. And then that could be a further theme. Like, he can even think on that. Like, he did in the most soy way. He sees one larva, like, why should I eat this? It's trying to live. I'm like, <laughs> dude, your skin and bones, like, yeah, but trees are trying to live too, dickhead. Yeah, and look, and you're inside a wooden house. So yeah. what, riddle me that, dude. <laughs> riddle like, me that, Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. So it's from then on, like the the end fight between Riz, who has been off his meds and beefing up like crazy, um, and uh, Lagoshi, who looks like Broly. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Broly, and Lagoshi looks like Beerus, but not clearly as strong. Yeah, <laughs> and um. He uh he's skin and bones and he tries to combat Riz and in more thematic terms enact his sense of justice and kind of overcome this. Um, but he can't. He just can't. And that is where I think this show completely falters. They have been setting up for an entire season's worth of narrative and narrative moments and, and uh events that allow us to believe that the journey of you know denying your instincts and baser needs for your own sense of betterment is a goal worth struggling for and achieving but in the end when lewis came back and denied his gang to help lagoshi in a very erotic way i will say I love him but i love you too i love carnivores i love all you people it was so weird it was weird he also t- yeah, joins the Shishigumi, is only their boss for like five days. <laughs> I think it was like the whole show is in maybe like two months worth I'm of time. Just saying, yeah. And then dips, and they're like, "See ya." Deuces. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah, right. So he goes like, back. What the hell is the point if you're just gonna leave in two months uh, and then also give up your freaking leg? It's like and, this is so ridiculous. And that's really it. Could right? you not have just given him a finger and been like, "Eat this, bitch." Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a correlation between how much meat you get and how much carnivorous Super well, Saiyan power you get. They should probably bring it up. <laughs> yeah, they probably should. But he eats the whole damn thing up to the knee. Yeah, he's now legless, and they try to. They're not trying to play the bow. They, yeah, they nice. They, <laughs> they tried to play it up, like because that was the foot he had the mark number four on because he grew up or was born into a feeding pen essentially for the black market. So he, they try to frame it like he has been, you know, carnivores. Freeing him from his past. Carnivores shackled me in this curse and a carnivore's bite will free me. You know, I saw what they're going for there. Did not quite land. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> because what I saw was. You're crippling me and I'll never be able to be a B-star now. Yeah, no, there's that. Yeah, 100%. But I saw it more as totally invalidating Lagoshi's journey up to now. Because it told me 
no matter your struggle, no matter how far you can climb Turn in the direction, beat, baby. you need to go. Your base instinct is how you is how you do it. At least for carnivores, need to get lost in the sauce. But a man can get lost in the sauce. Indeed. And just one last thing, I yeah. did think it was insane that they just threw away the whole. If you fight the killer, you're B star now. Instead, he gets convicted of one count of devouring. Of devouring. Yes. Even the guy's like, I literally made him eat my leg. Right. Yeah. But they, yeah, he's still con- he's still convicted, and you know, but they let him go. And he's everyone- like, my life is going to be harder now because <laughs> I'm a convicted devourer. Yeah, that's like. What's so that, stupid. What's the equivalent of like, of like one strike felony? Maybe like, but if it's like a, a a battery charge where someone said, I want you to hit me and the cop show up like, what happened here? He's like, oh, yes, I told him to hit me and he did it. Well, you're under arrest for potentially a felony. I'm like, what the fuck? I just. I mean, that wouldn't happen. Right. Because well, and we're quick, humans with brains that think of things. I would say if I were. If I were a shrewd, shrew lawyer in this world, I don't know why I'd be a shrew, but here we are. Um, basically, I would say, well, that was because he was being attacked by a guy who was off his government federally regulated meds. So he was a danger to people around him, actively trying to kill They would say, this guy. so let me ask you a question. Why mm-hmm. didn't you call the police instead of trying to fight this guy on your own? Like a complete freaking psychopath. I, plead I rest the fifth. my yeah, case, yeah, I plead the Your fifth, Honor. Your Honor. I rest my case. We should do an over-under, should Lagoshi <laughs> have been convicted of a devouring charge? Okay, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would use the self-defense it was required to defend himself. Even if the cops showed up, there's a reason why he takes those meds. They fought literally three times, dude. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know. I'll see you in fucking court. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all... Dun, we, dun. Yeah, dun-dun. In this criminal animal justice system, <laughs> devouring cases are especially heinous. Love this. All right. You know we got to do it to him, man. Yeah. What's your score for season two? 67. Wow. I did not enjoy it one bit. I'm going to give it a 75. I think the mystery was bad. I I'm think a- the execution was bad. I do not want weird interspecies boy love constantly. In anything I watch, it really well. To, you have an anime podcast, so you're gonna run into right. it. It at just some makes point. me very concerned for whoever was making the show. Gotcha. Yeah i I think they're had either dollar signs or disgust in their mouth. Either, <laughs> either way, but I give it a seventy five. I'd almost give it like a seventy six or seven because it's not an eighty. I won't give it an eighty, but um, I don't know what I gave season one. Look, man, you can give it a ninety if you want. Fine, ninety fucking five. <laughs> no. I'll say 77 because I, so I don't remember what I gave season one, <laughs> but this they did a better job with accepting the fact that they have made a narrative and design choice or the original story did of animals. It went to logical conclusions. Execution wise, meh, but they finally did the thing. Um, I like the CGI, which is weird. This is maybe one of the first times in this, sh- this show that you're off put by cgi where i'm not i mean normally i do not notice it i notice every fucking beat yeah but i think that's might be what it is either go full hog all cgi i think it's for some reason i think it's genuinely the motion was like just weird they would change the frame rates of these characters too they'd have like almost like a animation stutter that you'd get in frames but then during fights they'd go like we're in a video game now 60 frames fps baby um so yeah 77 I, I enjoyed it more than season one. Um, they're going to retcon me and say, you gave season one a higher score. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Um, Almost definitely we did. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fine. It's whatever I gave season one plus two. I've done that. I've done <laughs> that scoring before. S1 plus two. Yeah, S1 plus two. But, uh, Equals X. Solve yeah. for <laughs> if you If you can get past the, the, the animal thing or if that is your thing, um, go ahead and watch the show. I mean, it... it the narratives are good. I think it's a solid time. It'll keep you engaged. Um, the uh, I, it, I don't think it's a good any type of genre. Like I don't think it's a good slice of life. I don't think it's a good romance, and I don't think it's a good mystery. Yeah, they half-assed a lot of things. Exactly, and it just some, makes it a mess. To some me. things were done better than others. They should have committed to one of those main things, like the mob shit. Cool, and Lagoshi going out and trying to help the panda. Awesome. Leverage that. Only panda, that. Panda, yeah. panda, 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 panda. <laughs> but uh, I got rods in Atlanta. <laughs> I got rods in Atlanta. 
So thank y'all for coming to class. Hello, YouTube gang. Maybe I'll do them this week. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I got a lot of my Not play. a big deal, yo. Yeah, all the links are in the description of all of our YouTube videos and anywhere you get your podcast fix. Uh, come over and join us on the patreon.com slash youvology. You want to learn up, get you into our Discord to talk to all past guests and our lovely patron fans and students. And uh, $3 and up gets you syllabus, sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual content or experiment or just talk about life. Um, and I think that is all we have is this because it's we're talking about b stars is this now a furry school are all our students animals now <laughs> no no <laughs> all right well some of them i don't know we've never seen them in real life some of them we have yeah. i don't know i mean do what you want man but you're all humans in my book oh that's, i value you as respected human beings that's a nice sentiment to leave on and, and until <laughs> we can make sure this school is basically human as fuck yeah i'm ricky and i need the, and this is the weebology deuces. Deuces. Woof, woof, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>